If you guys haven't heard by now, yeah, this is the Nick Frazier Podcast, and you're getting the best genuine content out there. Right, fellas? It's true. Agreed. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Nick Frazier Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Frazier, alongside my buddy Alex, Bobby, as we call him, and obviously Jason. Jason's back on the pod. He had a little hiatus. He had to get to work with some things, and the man's back. He's ready to kill the books just like everybody else. Um, Jason, how are we feeling? Feeling good, man. Feeling good. Alex, you got a little grin on your face. Something You're happy about something. What is it? I mean, uh, it's just, you know, you're always going to be here, always trying to redeem the past losses of this weekend, and I think the wild card weekend is a good place to do it. Indeed. Well, before we get a little crazy with the wild card weekend, we got to talk about this crazy national championship. I mean, I I gave out some odds, and actually two of them hit. One was a push, one was a win, and one obviously lost. And that was Bama to beat Georgia plus 200 in that bull prop special. And, uh, yeah, it didn't hit. Obviously, Georgia ended up winning. And what what where do you guys want to start with this game? Because it was very low scoring to start out with. And it looked like Bama kind of had Georgia on the ropes for a small portion of the game. And then Bama just second half. The key point that I want to put out there is the, the second or first play of the second half, Georgia ran the ball up the middle for like eight yards. And I saw every lineman, like legit every offensive lineman push through with the play. And I was like, oh, shit, this this does not feel good with me. Just seeing the momentum of just shift. I don't know. For me, that's kind of what did me in for the second half. But what what are you guys thoughts on it, Alex? Yeah, I mean, once Jamison Williamson got hurt, that was just a huge uh, dagger to Alabama's offense. They couldn't now not having met the two top off uh, weapons on offense with Mechie and Williamson being out both having NFL aspirations in their future. Uh, like you want to say next guy up in Bama, like they're all five stars. They're all going to be great sooner or later, but it's just not the same without those two top guys who were been elite all year and just been your steady first down grabbers, deep playmakers. Um, you saw number 84 Hall drop a touchdown pass. He did redeem himself by grabbing one, but there were plenty of key moments that, you know, if Jameson's there, they probably make that play, or Mechie's there, they make that play. Yeah, I agree. Jason? Yeah, I mean, I definitely think the injuries uh, played a big factor. Uh, but I was I was, I was, was high on Georgia coming into the game. I had a feeling that uh, they would get the rematch. Uh, I was surprised. I thought that Georgia's defensive line would tear up Alabama's O-line this second time around. And kudos to Bama's offensive line. They handled them pretty well. Again, a little later in the game, they started to get a little pressure on Bryce Young. But for the most part, against that that front that they have, they did a pretty good job. But it was just, I mean, the injuries, that's bad luck. And it was just George's time, man. Kirby Smart, he's lost to saving his fair share of time. Just his turn to get over the mountain. And they were the most consistent team all year. So I, that's why I liked him in the rematch. So I, I wasn't too surprised with the Georgia win. Yeah, that does make a lot of sense. I mean, hey, kudos to Georgia and Kirby Smart and all them. Like, hey, good for them. They won a national title. The mailman got himself a natty. Good for him. Did y'all see that Good Morning America clip? They had him on Good Morning America, and they asked him, like, uh, so what What kind of fueled you? That, that man was sauced. He was still he was, drunk. He was, oh, yeah. 
So I'm surprised he didn't catch a little bit of flack for, uh, he said, there's going to be some property damage tonight in Indianapolis. So I was like, woo, getting the, getting the crowd riled up. But I mean, I feel that he just won a natty. So, you know, got to let him have it. Yeah. I just thought it was funny that Good Morning America had him on and like, the man, he's, he's still drunk as hell. Like he can't even function. Yeah. He did not get a good night's rest after that, which he shouldn't have. I mean, I think everyone on that team did not get a good night's rest after that game. It was a really fun game to watch really close. Like I thought it was going to be. And of course, Georgia gets that pick at the end of the game to steal it basically. Um, and yeah, congrats to Georgia. It's always nice seeing save and lose. So, you know, if you got to lose a chunk of change to, to do it, to do so, you know, you lose a chunk of change to do so. Yeah. And you know what? Now that the college football season is over with, LSU can start their new era with Brian Kelly. BK. The BK era. Yeah, that's right. The BK era. And Florida, <laughs> where Jason Say can start their new era with, who is it? Billy Napier, right? Napier. Billy yeah, Napier. Oh, my goodness. That's honestly a good hire, man. I really like that hire. Yeah, I like it, man. Uh, at first, I wasn't too big on it. Kind of lost some dudes who were already in the program. Dudes kind of transferred out. And I was like, what's going on? But then he's he's been landing some four- and five-star recruits, and he's been there for, like, you know, month or two now. So he's he's making a good impact. We'll see how it, how it goes. I think it'll be a rebuilding process. I don't think it'll be – I don't expect too much in the first year, and we'll be patient in the second year. But hopefully after this first year – he can get things going. Exactly. And now that we've kind of covered all the craziness out of college football this past week into the future, let's get into a little bit more crazier things with the wild card weekend in the NFL. Obviously, everybody that listens to the podcast knows the NFP 1K parlay hit once this year. So, hey, that gives a little bit of round of applause there. Had one George Washington dollar turning it into a thousand George Washington dollars. That was insane. Talk about an adrenaline rush. But uh, to end out the season, it was pretty good. A lot of profit out of everybody. Jason, I was telling Alex last week, he actually went positive. You went positive as well. Um, you had more picks than him, though, because he was on less episodes. So that makes total sense. Um, but getting into this upcoming weekend, what what are we liking? Are there some there's some underdogs? There's some some puppies. They're 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 barking. They're barking to get a win. So Alex, oh, yeah, definitely. Who's that one little underdog that you like a lot? Would probably probably be the Raiders or the Cardinals. I think those those two teams are very they're very well put together. I know the Raiders have a lot of like like off field issues, but the team assembled is really great. One of the best passing uh, passing defenses in the league right now, and um, with the team that likes to pass at every play, with like Cincinnati. It's going to be tough to move the ball if their passing defense is on point that game. Also with the Cardinals, I mean, they've been one of the most elite teams all year. So just having them at plus money is really nice. They split with the Rams this season. So taking the points in that matchup isn't a bad shout. Are you a little bit worried? Because you mentioned about the Raiders game and the Cardinals game. Are you a little bit worried about some of the narratives that go along with the Raiders game in specifics? Like, as I was talking to you before the podcast about Derek Carr's little 0-5 in, in, like, games under 34 degrees, are you at least worried about that at all or no? No, I mean, like, I mean, you even said the Bengals are 1-7 in wild card games. 
I know this is a completely different Bengals team. You really shouldn't be looking at the past to judge the future or the present. Um, but you really just got to look at the two teams facing off now. And the Raiders do have a good little matchup. They have a nice little matchup for the Bengals, you know. So The pass rush kind of equals out with the passing game on the other side. It's going to be a good, even-fought battle. But, you know, looking at the spread here at five and a half – it, it eventually got down to four and a half yesterday on a Tuesday. And I was thinking, man, do I, do I pull the trigger and just take Cincinnati at four and a half? Like, I have a feeling Joe Burrow, besides the knee, besides the knee, okay, I'm pretty sure he'll be wearing a knee brace throughout the playoffs. But Joe Mixon's healthy off the COVID IR. You got Jamar Chase, who's just been lights out all season. There, and you also got uh, Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins. Don't forget about those other that that's a lethal wide receiver core. And then you got Joe Mixon on top of that with the you know complimenting with the run game. So I like Cincinnati, but also you just can't sleep on the Raiders, man. There's something about them you can't sleep on. Yeah, I was I was about to say I'm I feel you on Cincinnati, Nick, but to me it just seems like it's it's just a year too early. Uh they're good, they're young, and they're going to be good for years to come, no doubt. Their core is in their prime time right now. But uh, Derek Carr has been in the league for a long time, man, and he has been waiting for this opportunity. He's finally going to get it, and they're just a gritty team, man. They kind of remind me of uh, the Titans in 2017 when uh, we made our little AFC championship run, 9-7 and seven or – nine and eight, I guess now, but, um, yeah, man, they're just, they're a gritty ball club. They've won a lot of games this year where people kind of didn't give them a chance. And I just think that the Bengals are just, I don't know, too young. I think the experience will reign supreme just one year too early for Cincinnati's my take. Okay. I I like that look as well, but you know, I kind of want to counter that with the fact that Joe Burrow and and Derek Carr both have the same playoff record. Derek Carr's never been to the playoffs. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. He's he's hungry, man. He's been waiting. Joe Burrow. He's he's young. He'll have opportunities to come down the road. He knows it. And uh, I don't know. I just think it's. I think Carr will get himself one. I think. I think that we'll see. So you're saying there's going to be a little bit of a, a Titans reunion with Mariota coming back to Nashville in the second round? Is what you're saying? Potentially, man, I I wouldn't mind seeing Oakland in the second round. Uh, I wouldn't mind. Cincinnati is, I mean, they're dangerous. They're explosive. I'm I'm not saying they're a bad team at all. I just right. and you know they got home field too, so it's I think it'll be a good close game. If I had to make a pick, I would take Raiders probably plus the six and a half or five and a half, whatever you can get. But uh, yeah, I think it's gonna be a close game. I think the Raiders will edge it. Okay, Alex. I have to ask you, kind of piggybacking off what Jason's saying here. Do you think the Cincinnati Bengals are getting hot at the right time? Do you think they can make a deep playoff push here? I definitely think they can. They have the offense to do it. Um, Their defense isn't one of the best, but it gets the job done. They have a really good young pass rusher in Hendrickson and Hubbard. I can't sleep on him, Mm -hmm. Um, but I just – like Jason said, and I think it might be like one year too early. Just they, everyone thinks of all oh, this young new team. Look at all these numbers they're putting up, and it's just it's going to be a reality check when the Raiders come into the Las Vegas Raiders come into town. Um, I'm pretty sure you you brought it up to me, look kind of like 
or I think one of my friends brought it up to me, you know, they, they just felt the Raiders winning that uh, this weekend just because it was the first game back at home since Madden passed. So, you know, there's always that like extra factor, you know, pushing these guys and, and Jason is right. I think card, uh, I think card gets one, you know, he's, he's due. He's a solid quarterback. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. Give credit what credit's due. I think he does sneak one out possibly. Although I just have a soft spot for since I think we all do have a soft spot. for. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're, they're super talented, man. Jamar chase freaking definitely rookie of the year. Joe Burrow will be a stud for years to come. And Joe Mixon, he's not, he's not too shabby himself. So they got a bright future. Yeah. And you know what? We'll carry on people that have a bright future. A lot of Patriots players have bright futures on the team, especially Mac Jones and this New England Patriots offense. He, you know, didn't have a great outing last week versus Miami. It ended up raining after the first quarter. Just they couldn't seem to get the puzzle pieces clicking. And now they go up against a Buffalo Bills team that played the New York Jets kind of tight, honestly. And that cold weather in Buffalo kind of is messing with the with the, the way the game plays a little bit. So what's your take on that, Jason? Do you think the Patriots can sneak one out with Belichick? Dude, I'm, I'm not trying to take – well, yeah, that, that would be an upset technically. I'm not trying to take all the upsets, but, dude, I, I like New England. Uh, I, it is hard to beat a team twice, but it's going to be, like you said, the weather. It's going to be a similar type game. Uh, the Bills struggled to score against the Patriots in that game. Now, uh, Mac Jones, he is a rookie. You kind of expect New England to struggle to score, and they play through the running backs anyways. You know, they, they don't put too much on his plate. But uh, I think they'll be able to run the ball well. They're used to the cold. Buffalo is used to the cold too, but it, it'll – I don't know. I just think New England, you just – I think they'll get it done, man, plain and simple. It's, it's Belichick. I think he gets at least one. I think he gets at least one, maybe more, but we'll see. You know, I have to read something off before I ask Alex is the fact that these two teams, it's the first time they've ever met in the playoffs. And Belichick and cold weather games, if I saw this correctly, he's seven and two. Now that was with Tom Brady and a lot of other pieces, but the coach itself is seven and two in cold weather games in the playoffs. That's a damn good record. So Alex, give me your take. What 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 are we going here? Uh, see we always say we always say, man, Belichick and Saban, those are the two coaches. You know, coaching matters in the NFL. That's one of the one of those sports that coaching is probably the most important and out of any other professional sport, I would say. Like baseball, basketball, you can only coach so much. You can't really – you're not calling – like in football, you're calling plays, offensive and defensively. You're actually dialing it up for them. I mean, yeah, the players out there executing those plays. But, man, you know, just it's hard to go against uh, Belichick in the playoffs. He's shown it time and time again. But this Bills team is just it, – it's it's filthy. It's, it's raw from top to bottom, offensively and defensively. They took control. They, they took control of the second game like I thought they would. And they honestly if, – if it's not a big win bowl like it was the first game, uh, I see no problem in the Buffalo Bills covering the spread quite handsomely. Um, the Patriots just, just – I'm I'm not sold on the Patriots being a a good team yet. I mean, yes, they had great wins. We were we were talking about Belichick being coach of the year earlier on on the pod, and I I mean, yeah, I I, I wasn't sold on that team making it. I'm just, I'm just not sold on them yet. Mac Jones still a rookie. He's a good quarterback. They have a good system around him. They have a good team around him. But 
I think the Bills are just a better team overall, better quarterback, better offensive weapons. And Doug McDermott is not a slouch, and home field advantage, advantage will be huge because they they get loud in Buffalo. And, they, and Buff, yeah, Buffalo is not worried about the cold either. They, they're quite yeah. used to playing in that very cold weather. So, um, that, yeah, I, I do not think the cold weather is going to be a deciding factor in this game. <laughs> Um, I really do like the Bills, though. I, they they should have swept the Pats twice this year. That win bowl kind of kind of took the first game away from them, and they couldn't really do their offense. But that second game, man, they really showed what they can do against the Patriots. And the Patriots just aren't there talent-wise. And just, yeah, quarterback is – I think Josh Allen is leaps and bounds uh, above Mac Jones at this stage in, the, in their careers. Well, let, let me ask you guys both this question here. You know, Belichick is known for his defense. He is like a defensive savant as a coach. But then you also got the Bills, who are well-known for their defense. Is it possible, more probable, in my opinion, I think the under is going to hit. But do you guys see, like, you know, cold weather in the under? Like, it just kind of seems to mesh well. Two good defenses, and Mac Jones has been struggling. I feel like it's going to be a run-heavy game, in my opinion. Plus, Josh Allen, like, don't get me wrong, everybody thought this man was going to throw, like, 50, 60 times, like, a game just about, and yet he's rushing for almost 50, 60 yards a game. So, what's the deal here? You guys like the under? Yeah, I mean, I definitely – I agree exactly what you just said. It's just they're both good defenses, and Buffalo can light it up, but they've also had games where they struggle to score. I mean, they lost to Jacksonville earlier in the year, so, you know, they're – they're not on that next tier yet. That's what, honestly, I was going to say. They are good, and they are talented, and I'm not hating on them. I just – they were – they have not been as good as I would have expected them to be after last year. It kind of seemed like they were knocking on the door last year, and right. I'm not saying they've regressed, but I don't think they've improved any from last year. They're kind of the, the same team, and they weren't able to get it done last year, so they might – they might be able to get this first rounder against New England, but I don't see them getting any farther than the second round. Okay. Alex? Uh, yeah, I mean, from bouncing off of what Jason said, um, they're definitely – like, the media had them so hyped. Everyone had them as AFC favorites, like, after week two, week three. But we see that these early assumptions that the media likes to portray are usually not right. They also had the Browns favorited to win the AFC two after like week four, and boy were they wrong. I mean, <laughs> but sometimes you just got to go off of paper and go off of a um, film of this team, and you have seen this team play elite and lights out on both sides of the ball. I um, mean, that is what you need in this playoff right now. If the Bills play their best game and the Patriots play their best game, the Bills should win the game. And you like the under if, the, if both teams play their best game? Mm. No. It's, it's going to depend. I mean, the Patriots do like to run the ball. They like to control time of possession, so that's going to be huge. But if the Bills – like, cause the Bills can easily just, just go off for 30-plus in a game. But, uh, yeah, I, I do like the under, you know. it's what, What's it say, like, like 44? Yeah, right like that. Yeah. A nice little – yeah, I do like the under. It's, it's yeah. going to be close. It's going to be close. But you know, it always is. I'm thinking the final score is going to be in a total around like a 37, 38 realm, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Not where I'm looking at it. But, uh, you know, we'll carry on from that. I think the next game we kind of need to look into here is uh, 
the Sunday games. And the first Sunday game that comes across is the Bucks, a depleted Bucks team that's sort of rejuvenating its offense back to its normal form, would you say, without Chris Godwin? Because last year, oh, I take it back. Yeah, A.B. and all that. But you get rid of A.B., get rid of Godwin. You're left with Mike Evans, Gronk, Cameron Brait, Scotty Miller, who's like the slot receiver of the century for for TB12 over there. So I, I don't know what to look at this team. They're very injured. I don't know. I think Philly might cover the spread at eight and a half. This could be a closer game than expected. Yeah, I mean, I do. It could be closer than people expect, but also I wouldn't be surprised if they got them by, you know, a lot more than the eight and a half, like maybe 14 plus. Um, I mean, you kind of said it. Yeah, they definitely lost Godwin. That hurts. And A.B., don't even get me started on him. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, I just think that Gronkowski, him and Brady have a solid relationship. Uh, you know, Mike Evans is a monster on his own. And, you know, they got running backs. Keyshawn Vaughn, man, that's my boy out of Vandy. Yeah. Uh, got a little soft spot for him. But, uh, you know, he's not a superstar or nothing, but he's he's holding his own. They got they got options in the backfield. He likes to throw a lot of dumps. So, um, I just think, man, they're just, they're just too good. Defense. Defense been a little banged up this year. Hasn't been as uh, efficient as last year, but. They still got the pieces. I just think Tampa Bay, no doubter for me. Oh, I agree. I think they will win. I just, I think they'll, if they do win, it'll be by 12, maybe 14. I think Philly does keep it close because you, you, you end up sitting out Hurts last week. I'm really not sure how much of a difference that makes. I know he was battling with some sort of leg or ankle injury, but I, I he's going to use his legs for sure. And uh, if Devontae Smith can have a decent game, because don't get me wrong, like like you're saying, T- Tampa Bay is really good. Their defense is good, but does Devontae Smith play better against Richard Sherman? Like if he's going to go ISO against Richard Sherman, come on now, you guys, be honest with me. Who's winning that battle nine times out of ten? Yeah, me and Devontae yeah, Smith. Smith. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. If if Philly can get the right protection in the backfield there. And with the way they have their running backs set out with Sirianni, like how he has the running backs with Boston Scott, Kemp Gamewell, um, who else is back there? Uh, Miles Sanders. Like you rotate those three, like it's it's a good game plan. You gotta really gotta you have to game plan for it. So I don't know. I, I do think Tampa Bay prevails, but Bob's what what do you like on this game here? Um, I think y'all both missed uh, a pretty huge um, factor in this game coming up. Uh, his name is Tom Brady. Uh, he has a great playoff record. I don't, I don't know if y'all have heard about it. Um, he has a pretty good resume in these games, and he's done it with a lot less than this Bucks team as of now. Um, so them just missing Godwin, AB. I mean, yeah, it's huge. Like those are those are Super Bowl caliber caliber like players that can get you there. But with Brady, he can make he can make Scotty Miller 110 yards if he wanted to. Um, I'm blanking on the guy that's been kind of their second. I think it's like Cipril, something oh. Cipril has been kind of like their mm. – he's been, he's, been th- he, he's had two decent games in the absence of, of A.B. and Godwin. So, is, I, is I number keep an eye on that guy. Is that who it is, number 17? Um, I'm going to look it up real quick. But Brady I, – I can't bet against Brady in the playoffs. I think that's a lot different than betting against 
Belichick in the playoffs, especially just the Bucks team in general, is just all around far superior than the Eagles. You saw them get absolutely blown out by Dallas, which you can't you can't judge a book you can't judge this game by two weeks ago, but I do think the the Bucks covered pretty handsomely against against the uh, against the Eagles. Well, you know, you make a good point there, Bob's, because if you look at it, Philly, they have the number one rush offense, okay? But you have Vita Vea that's clogging up the holes. I mean, I don't know how you're really going to be able to run. And he, like you're saying, have you ever heard of Tom Brady? Yeah, I I have heard of Tom Brady, sir. I have. <laughs> Looking at the numbers here, they're number one in passing offense for the season. So, yeah, I think, I think we all can agree here. Tampa Bay is going to win this game. Not trying to speak for anybody, but – yeah, I'm I'm all on board with the with the Bucks 100%. And uh, going on to the next game, I just Yo, let me. His name is Cyril Grayson. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Track star out of LSU. Didn't uh, even play football in college. You know what? I, I think he's just trying to make an LSU plug. In my opinion, I'm looking at him right now. He's like, ah, from LSU. Let's make sure we put that in. There. I'm just joking. I'm just kidding. Yeah. So yeah, he's been pretty good, honestly. Yeah, Brady's just really good at finding those. I mean, he's going to find the open guy. He's going to make the right reads. Yeah. I mean, quarterback from Hurts to Brady are just polar opposites in how they play the game. And yeah, I think it might. I think it might get kind of ugly for the old. For the old. This is another. This is a game that's also line has not really moved at, at all. You're right. So that is another yeah. thing to look out for. I think eight and a half is a pretty good price for the for the mm-hmm. Bucks. Mm-hmm. I agree. I looked on the on one of the sport books that I well the only sport book I use with FanDuel, and um, you know it, it it mentioned that you take the over at forty one and a half, and then from forty one and a half you could take the Bucks money line at like minus one twenty. So I was like, mm, that's not a bad idea. Forty one and a half and Bucks money line like that's that's not too shabby. But uh, folks, we will get to the next set of games. After this short break, welcome back, everybody. After that wonderful advertisement, it's Anchor. What are you doing? You better be using it if you're trying to make a podcast. If you're not, you're just lacking in the game, I guess. Uh, but to carry on with what we were talking about, about wild card weekend, uh, we left off with the Cowboys and the 49ers, a 49ers team that the Titans ended up beating, and yet. They're still somehow in the playoffs by beating Matt Stafford, who can't seem to come in clutch when they need him. Um, but, yeah, we'll get to the Rams here in a little bit. But the Niners, everybody's talking about, oh, the Niners are going to beat the Cowboys. Oh, the Niners are going to do this. Like, take them plus three on the spread. Well, what, am I crazy to think the Cowboys are going to win? Am I crazy? I don't think you're crazy to think they're going to win, but – I was kind of lean with the crowd. Uh, I don't know. Niners, they just kind of got some good trick plays. I don't think they'll be able to do anything super dangerous in the playoffs, but I think they could get a first-round win. That'd be about it. But Cowboys, man, I don't know. They definitely have the talent. I think they're a better team than San Francisco, but the Cowboys just seem to have this thing for just not executing to their capabilities like they're – they're sealing, you know, they playoff time. They just, I don't know, they shrivel up. So I'm going off uh, years past, years recent, and kind of like the Niners, man. Okay, Alex, please tell me I'm not crazy. 
Uh-oh, I think he's muted. I think you're muted. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We've lost Alex. Uh-oh, we lost him. He goes, oh, hello? Hello? What? Little technical difficulty, no big deal. We thought we'd lost you for a second, but please reassure us that I'm not crazy about picking the Cowboys. Oh, yeah, you're definitely not crazy. I, I do see myself leaning towards the Cowboys as well. Um, it's, it's kind of one of those games I kind of want to stay away from. If, if you're – I do really like Debo anytime touchdown scorer. Mm-hmm. I think he is just one of that players on their offense that they're going to feed the ball. They're going to run him eight times a game, and they're going to throw it to him eight times a game. So, I really I, – as much as the Niners have a nice offense with Shanahan and they can find ways to win games, I just think – the Cowboys are going to come ready. That home crowd is going to be rocking. Um, Jerry's world is going to be lit up. And I do I do see – I honestly see the Cowboys winning, but the sad part about that is uh, they got to face the Packers next week if they do end up – if all the favorites – if all the higher seeds end up winning too, they got to be the ones to go into pack land and probably get embarrassed. Yeah, that's the unfortunate thing about it because the Cowboys actually have a really good team this year, and yet mm-hmm. – it's going to get wasted by getting destroyed by the Packers potentially because this defense for Dallas is lights out, man. Like mm-hmm. Andy Gregory, like Demarcus Lawrence, Michael Parsons, dude. Like he's so good. I actually yeah, sprinkled true. a little cash for him to win, you know, not rookie of the year, but uh defensive player of the year. But we all know TJ Watt got that easy. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I like that input there, Bob's. Uh, you you like the over under in this game? What what what's your take on this game? If you had to- oh man, yeah, it's just such. This is like the one game I really couldn't decide on. I really couldn't a hundred percent go in on one side. Um, if I had to pick over under, I'd say under just because the 49ers play a possession type of football game. It's a playoff game, so it'll probably be a little bit more low scoring. And the in the Cowboys defense is really good, so it. 49ers probably shouldn't be putting up any more than 28 points that game. It'll probably be like a 24-17 game, maybe maybe even 30, maybe even 35 to like 14-21, which yeah. we'll get there. But like I said, I, it's so hard to, to see a side here. But I can easily see – then I feel like it's either going to be a Cowboys blowout or a Niners squeak by. So Okay. Jason? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a tough one to call. I agree with – Jarquin as well, though, uh, 49ers really like to run the ball and let the clock tick. I just think that it'll probably be close, and y'all know that I'm not – I don't like to touch over-unders, but if I had to choose, I would probably go with the under just because Dallas, they can throw and they got weapons, but if it's playoff time, you know, they'll they'll run the football. So if both teams are running the ball, clock will tick. I think it'll be a low-scoring game. Did so he, he just say what I thought. Let 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 the public be known. I'm not taking this personally, but if I had to choose, I'll take the under. Did I just hear those <laughs> that word that specific word come out of his mouth? Under it's hypothetical. Hypothetical. <laughs> <laughs> but under does it like it, it, it's weird coming off your tongue? Is uh, under? It, it doesn't feel right at all. It, it feels dirty and wrong. <laughs> it's like you're reading out of a, a Hustler magazine or something, huh? 
you know, it's, yeah, I don't, I don't recommend it to the kids, man. Yeah. Live by the over, <laughs> live by the over, die by the over. Okay. Well, you know what? We're just going to hop on over to the next game and that's the farewell tour of Ben Roethlisberger. This man has not died. It's just his career is coming to an end and, there are people in Kansas City that have put out invitations to Ben Ben Roethlisberger's farewell tour, and you know Big Ben I think came out onto the media and said something that they're going to lose by twenty or something like that. I don't know if he said that, but I heard somebody on TV say he said that, so I don't know how true it is. But he apparently somebody said they're losing by twenty plus. And Chiefs fans, we all know how they are in the postseason; they've just been lights out. Um, what are we looking at here? I mean, it's just twelve and a half. Well, what do we like? Yeah, I mean, give me uh I mean, I would love I'm rooting for Pittsburgh hard because I'm a Tennessee Titans fan and I would love to catch him around too. I am a diehard Steelers fan this weekend. But with that being said, give me Kansas City minus 12 and a half. Okay. Nope. No, no doubt on the books. No doubt. Kansas City, 12 and a half. That's where you're going with this. Yeah. And that's the line, right? 12 and a half. Is. It is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Alex, while you briefly were trying to reconnect, you're having some tactical issues tonight. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. ah, you go ahead and explain. I don't want to have to speak for you. I don't know. I mean, I, I ah, man, 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 man. Point to the playoffs. You can't go wrong with doing it. This Steelers team, in my opinion, is basically – a better Broncos team, and you just saw them give Kansas City a really good game. Um, you could arguably say the the Steelers have a better quarterback, barely, barely better than Drew Locke. Not as mobile as the old Drew Locke. He probably won't get two rushing touchdowns. You saw that Ben won't, but uh, can't throw it as far either. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but I'm gonna go with the better coach, the better coach, and and Tomlin probably the better defense in the Steelers and um, you know, just this sneaky offense that finds a way to be competitive. I mean, they, by the grace of God, they got into the playoffs. Um, I, I do like the Steelers plus 12 and a half in this. Okay. 12 and a half for Alex and minus 12 and a half for Jason. The over unders at 46 boys. This is the last time these two teams played, it was 36 to 10. So it's right on 46. I think the bookmakers have no clue what to do for the over/under in this game. They really don't know. <sighs> yeah, that's. Mm. I was about to say the same thing. I mean, Kent, Kansas City is going to get there twenty plus, no doubt. Yeah. It's a matter of what you get out of Pittsburgh. You know, if you're yeah. only going to get six to ten points, yeah, it's going to be under game. You know, if they can score seventeen plus, it'll be over. But it's, it's tough to call. I mean, minus 770 on the money line. That is ridiculous. Like, nobody yeah, will touch that. It's steep. I guess an alternate spread for me was kind of where I'll go with this because Kansas City 12, I just can't do it. And like Alex. I mean, it is. It's steep. Like Alex said, like points. Ooh, points, points, points. Like, I'm kind of leaning towards the Steelers plus 12 and a half just because it's Big Ben's last ride. Like, I have a feeling, like we all saw that night. It was the last home game in Pittsburgh for him. He gave his all that night, uh, basically, even though he only threw one touchdown, and it was to Deontay Johnson. I have a feeling this game is going to be something similar to that. He's going to be just 
Well, what are they? What are they shooting to the the football players when they have like an injury? What What do they call that? It's a uh, oh, not Narcane. Oh man, um, I'm drawing a blank. Painkiller. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's a painkiller, and man, his arm's gonna feel like it's on top of the world. That's what's gonna happen. You know how Jason was referring to? He just can't throw a pass. Like he's gonna be throwing some 70, 80 yard bombs. All right. No, I'm just kidding. I'm joking. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Didn't didn't they play earlier this year? Didn't they Pittsburgh did. and Kansas City? They did. It Wait, was 30, and how'd, that, how, how'd that one go? Thirty six to ten. So it's right on the over under at forty six. So that's kind of where I'm. I'm kind of like, wow, they just really don't know where to go with this over under. But um, I, I kind of like I kind of like Steelers here twelve and a half because Najee Harris. He's, they're gonna have to rely on Najee Harris if they want to win this game. That they got to manage the clock. They got to make sure they can sustain drives. And Najee is the guy to do that. And if they can get one or two pass plays here and there to the Friar Moot, the tight end, or uh, just maybe to Claypool, toss it there, either or. Um, but, you know, we'll see how that one goes. But as for that game, it is to be concluded, I guess. Um, we'll move on to the Monday night final wildcard weekend game. Where are we going with this? Cardinals, Rams, they both split it right down the middle throughout the season. Rams are on this little kind of up and down situation. Like the offense is kind of feeling it. First half, they always come out hot. Second half, it's like they hit a brick wall and the other team decides to just, oh, they're not going to play anymore. Let's put up 30 points. And like, then you find yourself in this rock and a hard place with the Rams and Matt Stafford has to dig himself out of a hole that he put himself into. So, the line here is four. It's a whole number. It's leaning towards the Cardinals and uh, plus 168 in the money line for the Cardinals and minus 200 for the Rams. That has now gone up to minus 200. It was at minus 188 when the line opened and then it went to 198 and now it's at 200. So it is creeping and creeping. I have a feeling Vegas is trying to do a little bit of some creepy, creepy magic in this crazy wildcard weekend. And Minus one sixty eight sounds a little juicy. Yeah, um, I was sold, or Jarquin had me sold on Arizona uh, until in the break I saw on the bottom line that uh, there will be no DeAndre Hopkins in this matchup. So mm-hmm. I, man, Matt Stafford. The problem with the Rams, in my opinion, is I think he's been banged up, and they know they don't have a better backup option, so they're playing through him and haven't let him because that division has been chaos. You know, them and the Cardinals have been neck and neck the whole year and they don't want to fall behind. So they've been letting him play banged up and I think it's hurting his play. So if that's the case, you know, if he's not better, he's playing the same caliber that we've seen the last two weeks, then I think Arizona is going to get the win. But if he can, you know, tough it out or cut down the turnovers, then, I think it's they got the offense. They just got to scale back on the turnovers, and their de- their defense ain't half bad either. I just saw they uh, signed Eric Weddle out of retirement. I did Pretty saw. interesting. So uh, yeah, man. I I guess if I had to pick one, obviously uh, I'd probably go Rams, but it's it's gonna be a ball game. Okay, interesting, Alex. Uh, yeah, I uh, do. The Rams are a good team. I think overall they're going to be a better team on paper. You know, D-Hop being out is huge for the Cardinals. They have to have missing that 
big deep threat presence. Um, but it's, man, it's 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 going to be a good game. I, I do think it's probably going to be the best game of the week. It'll probably be the closest. That's why I just like the Cardinals with the points here. Okay, yeah, I, I like that as well. And I will have to say this: if you're not too confident on taking the Cardinals, go to the first half. Scroll all the way down, and you can find the home team scoring total. It's at 13 and a half. I think they're going to score two touchdowns, one in the first quarter, maybe one near the end of the first quarter, but definitely in the second quarter. This is going to be a high-scoring matchup. I think the over is going to hit in this game. It's kind of a high line at 49 and a half. It's leaning on the under from what the books are saying, but I don't know. I think this whole entire line is fishy. It's just it smells funky. Like, you just got it right off the ship. The sea man just came in, just like, you know what? This is some raunchy fish. You don't want to eat this. But you know what? Give me some sushi. I want the raw stank. <laughs> I want the raw stank. <laughs> Give it to me. I want every bit of this game. And that's why I'm taking the Rams team total first half over 13 and a half. That's where I'm headed with that. Is it at L.A.? It is at L.A., and yep. if we saw – if you guys watched the last game, dude, Sean McVay is going to run to the end zone every damn time they score and just celebrate. Like, what's dude, up with he's, that? He's a clown, bro. He's a clown. <laughs> I mean, it was so odd, but um, you know what? That That's kind of where I'm leaning with this wild card weekend. Uh, I think you guys have kind of hit it on the nose where you guys are leaning towards this. So now I know we've kind of hinted at picks, but now it's time for the official NFP picks. So, Jason, give me the whole slate. What do you got, buddy? Give me the Oakland Raiders with the upset. Okay. Uh, and then go ahead and chalk me, chalk me up for New England as well. Okay. Are these all money lines or spreads? Just all money lines. Just most of the money lines are the only spread that I'm gonna be touching is gonna be Tampa Bay minus eight and a half. Okay. Everything else I'm keeping uh keeping money lines, you know, for a fair price. Okay. Uh my also minus twelve and a half for Kansas City okay. because you can't get that money line at a good price either. But right. Uh Let's see what all are my matchups here. You got the you got the uh, Niners and Cowboys left, and the Cardinals and Rams left. Give me, give me San Francisco. I was back in San Fran. Okay, give me San Francisco, and give me the Rams. And the Rams. Wow. Okay, that's a. That's pretty good, Jason. I'm not going to lie. That's pretty up and down, but you know what? Up and down meaning like you're taking some plus, some, some. Yeah. That's what I mean by that. Yep. Wow. I like that a lot. Alex, let's hear yours. Oh, wait. Jason, which one of those is your Jason's jaw dropper? Uh, I guess I would have to say, I mean, none of them are too crazy, but I guess uh, Raiders over the Bengals. You feel like, like that. Feel like the feel like the Bengals are the favorite. Uh, everybody's really hyped up on them right now, and I don't know. Raiders aren't a sexy pick, but I like the upset. That's why I like it. It is the Jason's jaw dropper of the week playoff edition. Love it, love it, love it. 
Bobby, <laughs> are you ready? You don't seem so ready. You seem kind of nervous. Oh, I'm ready. All right, give it to me. Let's hear. I mean, yeah, me and Jace are going to be, yeah, me and Jace are going to be really back and forth here. It's either me or, me or him are going to have a really bad weekend. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, I we're going to have some couple overlappings. I do like there's not the Raiders money line, you know, it won't be that crazy, but right. give me give me the Raiders plus five and a half. I think it's a good amount of points. I think they can cover that number. And honestly, wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders did win this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fading old Belichick, you know, one of those golden rules that we're not supposed to do. Give me the Bills minus four at home. I think it's honestly a smash play. I think they come out and kind of crush the Patriots in this matchup. Okay. Um, going over to Sunday. Buccaneers minus eight and a half. I think that's also another smash play. I think they kind of handle the. Uh, I think they handle the Eagles pretty handily. Yep. Um, I don't. I don't see the Eagles' offense finding success against this good defense. Continuing on, points, 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 points. <laughs> Twelve and a half Steelers against the Chiefs. I know the first matchup wasn't kind. I know Big Ben can't throw it more than thirty yards, but um, it's Tomlin and the defense, man. That's what. That's what matters most coming towards playoff time, coaching and defense. Mm-hmm. And then going on to Monday, uh, give me Cardinals in the upset. Give them, give me Cardinals plus mm-hmm. money line, and that will be my Bobby's brain buster. Bobby's brain buster is Cardinals money line this week. Wow. No D-hop. I was about to say, yeah, it's and honestly, no D-hop. It's, it's crazy. In your defense, Alex, I will say this. James Conner has to have a game. He has to have a game for them to be mm-hmm. in contention to win. And also, without D-Hop, I'll tell you right now, this Arizona offense has been finding A.J. Green in spaces they didn't think they'd find him in. And don't get me wrong, not in his prime, but, man, is he getting some targets. Him and Zach Ertz both have been the focal points of that offense ever since D-Hop was gone. And I think J.J. Watt is back, if I'm not mistaken. So the defense with Isaiah Simmons and JJ Watt on each side, like that's kind of scary. Oh yeah. I also forgot to leave out. I forgot. I left out one of my favorite plays, Debo anytime touchdown score. Okay. That's Debo. another hammer, hammer lock yeah. for me. That's been all I don't year. I want to pick a side in that game. I don't want to pick a side on that game. I do like the Cowboys, but give me Debo anytime touchdown score. Okay. I like that a lot. I like it a lot. That is pretty decent. So I guess that leaves me, right? Now I got to get my picks. Ah, oh, crap. I'm not. <laughs> ah. All right. All right. All right. All right. This is the Nick Frazier podcast. I do have to give my picks out. All right. Uh, I want to take Bengals. I, I thought, ah, mm, I just feel like the Bengals can get it done. I feel like they can do it. But all season long, their home record has not been great at all. Like it's, I want to say it's like five and three, like it's a winning record, but like their away record is like seven and two or something ridiculous. I don't know. I had something along those lines. Uh, I don't think it adds up to 18 games. I don't think, but, uh, but yeah, I think it does. Yeah. I think, I don't know. No, I, I, mean, I might like be a game, game off. Yeah. One game, game off. off. Um, but yeah, no, I, I'm doing it. I'm I'm doing it. I can't believe I'm doing this. Uh, I'm going with you guys. Raiders plus five and a half. I'm not going to be that guy. Oh, I'm he's not second, he second guesses oh. himself. He second guesses himself. 
Double crossing. I am double crossing myself. Oh, no. Raiders plus five and a half. Sorry, I'm writing all this down here. Uh, the next one I have, I'm I'm with you guys, and that's the Bill. I think Jason has the Patriots, but I like the Bills at minus four um, just because I have a same-game parlay plus for the listeners of the Nick Frazier podcast that do tail the NFP1K parlay. This is the postseason. This is all new to me and to the other guys on the pod. We got to figure out a way to make 1K in the playoffs, right? So why not make a same-game parlay plus for $10? Because I'm pretty sure if you won that 1K along with everybody else in the pod, well, I think just me, but everybody else on the pod, then uh, you got $10 to spare for this uh, 1K parlay. And uh, to carry on with my picks, I'm following all you guys in suit here with Tampa Bay at eight and a half. And I think that is a great pick. The next one I have, all right, I'm doing it. Now, this is one I have to stick with. It's just, I'm not betting with my heart, but there's just something in my gut, deep down in my gut, not too deep, but deep down in my gut, that's telling me the Dallas Cowboys minus three. I think Jerry and the boys get it done. Minus three, it's a field goal. If it doesn't hit, it's a push. But I do think the Cowboys win, and they go to Lambeau, and they'll have a tough game. I'm not going to say they lose or win, but they're going to have a tough game. I heard Aaron Rodgers' toes 100% by next week is what he said. So I don't know how much that is. but (laughs) I don't know how much that really counts into effect. But Aaron Coachers. Hey, Tovid, bro. Tovid's real. Tovid Rodgers. Tovid. Oh, my goodness. I'm looking here at the uh, Chiefs and Steelers game. And, man, I I don't like this 12-and-a-half thing. It's kind of pissing me off. The over-under is pissing me off because it's right at the, where it was the game they played last time at 36-10. to 10, Like, Vegas, if you're listening to this, stop screwing with people's brain. You're really screwing with my brain right now, and I'm not all about it. So I'm looking – I'm trying to find some nuggets in here. First halves. Is there any first half lines that I like? Um, let's see. I have a feeling. Mm, oh, yeah. dude. What? First half spread is seven. Why can't it be six and a half? Why? 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 Oh, man. Oh, I take it back. I take it back. I found six and a half. Give me the Chiefs six and a half first half spread. I found it. All right. That is my play for that game. Uh, minus six and a half, first half spread. And my last pick would be what? The Rams and Cardinals. Is that right? Yes, oh, sir. Man. Arizona Cardinals money line. Yep. Ride, Nick. Let's ride. Hey, you got your saddle. You ready to saddle up, baby? I'm either about to be the the breadwinner or the buffoon of the week. We'll see. (laughs) I will say for Nick's hot pick of the week this week, it's the Dallas Cowboys money line. That's where I'm headed with it. I love this defense. I think San Francisco is good. But with Jimmy G at the helm, he's got a messed up hand. They said he did like surgery. It's like right here in this little area. Did surgery and like chipped out a bone out of there. And so he's wearing something on his hand. 
dude, I'm buying all into the Cowboys. I if it's public money, if it's whatever, I'm a ride the ship. I'm a saddle up. Give me my bucking Bronco over here. I'm ready. And that's where I'm headed with all of this. So that those are my picks. That's the Knicks hot pick of the week. And lastly, on the podcast, it's time to introduce the same game parlay plus that I have on my phone. And I'm ready to name it off if you guys are ready for it. Y'all ready? Let's hear it. All right. This is what I have. I have the Cincinnati Bengals money line and Jamar Chase anytime touchdown. Okay. Now, I did say Raiders plus five and a half. If the Raiders do win, people listening can do Raiders money line and Jamar Chase anytime touchdown. I really do think Jamar Chase does get a touchdown. Uh, the next one is the Buffalo Bills and Dawson Knox to get a touchdown. And the next one after that is Mike Evans to get a touchdown and the Bucks to win. And the last one is the Dallas Cowboys to win and Amari Cooper to get a touchdown. I like it. That's what I'm saying. I, I wanted to go CD, but I was like, you know, there was a comment Amari made after like week eight and said, hey, he's not getting the same targets. And after that, he's been getting double the targets and he's scored in almost every single game except for, I think, two. So it's not a bad little get. Yeah, I agree. Cool. <laughs> cool. Yeah, uh, yeah I, like, I like Amari to get in in the playoffs. That's a good yeah. shout. And if you guys put $10 on it, you win – 1400 schmackeroonies. Also, I didn't really throw out any player props, but uh, I will say that I have made my fair share on what Jarquin said earlier on the Debo anytime. Yep. And also the no brainer that nobody mentioned bread and butter all season, Cooper Cup anytime. The man has been a monster, uh, freak season, freak player. Cooper Cup anytime. Those, those are my two shouts. Obvious, but simple stuff is sometimes the best stuff. I agree. I agree. You know what? I may make another same game parlay plus and put it out on the Nick Frazier podcast Instagram page. If you're not following it out, what are you doing? It's on the description. You're messing with yourself. You should just be following. Um, but yeah, I'll put that out there on the Instagram page and uh, we'll go from there. But anything else that we're forgetting, fellas? Titans, Titans going to the Super Bowl this year, winning it all. Yeah. Not trying to jinx us, just belief, just belief. Uh-huh. Really? Why am I feeling so surprised about this? I put a hefty bit of change on the Titans to score to win the Super Bowl. All right, hang on, hang on. Repeat it again. Y'all are saying the Titans to win the Super Bowl, right? Uh-huh. I believe. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I just believe. It's our year, baby. This is our year. I agree. It's the year. It is, folks. Indeed, it is. The Titans, put it down on your little bet slip books. The Titans win the Super Bowl plus 850. You can get it now. I put you guys on notice for the Mike Vrabel Coach of the Year at plus 2,000 with a Thursday night game before they played the 49ers. It's over now. Like, you can't bet on it. And he has the same record as Matt LaFleur, and Zach Taylor is out of the question. Mm -hmm. So it's down to Vrabel. What? What do you mean? Is, nah. Not the same record as Lafleur. Yeah, they lost not the same year. record. Lafleur's like thirteen and four. Yeah, I do think really? the Packers got. A They're like thirteen and four though, or thirteen and five. 
I'm about to say, I thought they were. They're 13 and five. The Titans have only lost five. They're 13 and five. They have the best record. Okay. All right. All right. I might have just got that mixed up. The Titans are 12 and six. Are they? You're forgetting that 18. Wait, I'm I'm yep. I'm adding one extra game. I'm, I'm yeah. Being, um, it's we're 18 weeks, but 17. Games. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, it's the but the Packers are 13 and four. Yeah, that is correct. All right. Yeah, they are one game up. Well, um, before but we one leave, game up, but yeah, one. That's what I mean. Well, before we leave, I do want to mention the Nashville Predators, Nashville SC, Memphis Grizzlies, like Nashvilleians and Tennessee fans in general need to really take a step back and embrace the moment you're living in right now because this doesn't happen that often. It does not happen where you have your pro NFL team, number one in the AFC with the first round by. It doesn't happen every day in the week. Memphis Grizzlies are atop of their, what, division, right? Their division, conference. yeah. And then you got Nashville SC, the second season in the MLS, and they're back again into the playoffs, and unfortunately they lost, but they make, they're making deep playoff runs. It's a good development that it's coming on to form. And then the Nashville Predators, John Hines, the hire that nobody really thought was – well, we all knew it was for development purposes, obviously. It was a rebuild situation. But, man, it, I mean, it's a whole new Preds team. It's like they just picked right back up where they were in 2017. Like, Soros, in my opinion, is playing lights out. Like, people thought he was too small and net. I mean – he got second star of the week in the NHL this past week. That's insane. That is insane. And yeah, uh, the Preds are on fire right now. They are. They're on like mm-hmm. a what, six game win streak. Is that right? So yeah, I think that. that's right. As I was just watching the game last night and they won in overtime against Avalanche. Avalanche are a good team, man. They're scoring like seven, eight goals on teams. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was a high scoring game. We won five, four, but just one in overtime on home ice. It just, it's a good look. And you know who scored that, right? Matt Duchesne, a guy we all were mm-hmm. talking about last had, year. Not all, let, all, t- all telling him. Everyone just writing him off. I mean, me included was saying, yeah. this guy is washed. He is not. He has picked up his play, and he's playing oh, yeah. like he did back on the Avalanche when he was first drafted. It's it's amazing to see. Yeah. Oh, it's, yeah. It's crazy to see what John Hines is really getting out of these players. Like, it's, it's a mixture between mm-hmm. Tanner Janot and – and I mean, mm-hmm. Matt Duchesne, Ryan Johansson, Philip Forge. It's all the players that we knew were all star material. And now they're actually putting up the points. So, uh, just yep. big congrats mm-hmm. to everybody in the Tennessee, Nashville area, whatever. Take a step back, seriously, and realize what's going on here because you don't get this every year. This is like once, would you say every 50 years, every 20 years, right? Ever so often. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, there you go. Ever so often. So, yeah. um, I, I just think it's a pretty neat thing that we're all witnessing right here firsthand. And uh, hopefully Uncle Lombardi is uh, back near on Broadway in Nissan Stadium. Mm. How would you guys would like it? We were downtown oh. on Broadway for a Super Bowl parade. I'll take I'll take a week off just, of work. I'll take a week <laughs> off work. I'm I, yeah, I'm not going to work that following Monday. If we're on the Super Bowl, I'm not going to. I'm already calling off that next Monday because there's no way I'm making it in. And I, I need to say another thing that if you thought Broadway got crazy when the Preds made the Stanley Cup, oh. just wait till the Titans make the Super Bowl. Just how crazy Broadway can get because this oh. is a football city through in and throughout. Football will always reign supreme in this city, and oh my God, nothing would be better than witnessing 
a Super Bowl come to this city. The parade is going to be abnormally large. COVID doesn't exist anymore. We're going balls to the wall, baby. <laughs> I love we it. We need it. We need it. I we love need it. it. Dude. Oh, the city hilarious. would explode. Oh, just imagine the rooftop bars. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Broadway in general, man. It is insane. Oh, I, mm, I just love thinking about it. And if you look at the practice videos, Derek looks – oh, my God. Derek looks great. Looks like he's not even – He's hurt. ready. He's, he's ready. ready. He's, I, he's ready. He's here. I, and that extra week that we're going to get him with the bye week, too, it's – the star – that's what I'm saying, man. The stars have aligned – if we can't get it done this year, I'm not saying we'll never get it done, but yep. these are the years that you got to get it done. And yeah, mm-hmm. I just, I think we got the squad for it. The last thing before we leave the pod here, I'm going to rattle off some stuff for the Titans. The Titans, when they get a first round by, don't have the greatest record. I think they're like 0-2 and 1 or something like that. But Vrabel after a bye week is 8-0. and All right. Just, FYI, that man is undefeated Woo! after a bye week. So and and I mean, yeah. you just said it. Oh, two and one. That's not a great record, but it just means we're due. Just means we're due for a win. Yep, exactly. Yep. And if we get the Raiders, I like our odds. If we get the Bengals, I still like our odds. So that's where I'm gonna leave us off there. Uh, if you enjoyed listening to the Nick Frazier podcast, you know where to go after this. Go to the Instagram page, type in the Nick Frazier podcast. You'll see the logo pop up. Click the follow button, like, comment, subscribe on Apple, Spotify, uh, Google. And now we're on YouTube. Look, we're doing a video podcast. We're on YouTube. So do me a favor and subscribe. Send it to a couple friends, a couple family members, whatever it is. Help spread this podcast. Last month in December of 2021, man, people were killing it. 3,000 listens. A, a month i was about to say semester a month that's insane i want to try to get that same you know energy that same following on youtube as well so again thank you all for listening to the nick frazier podcast thanks to my host for helping me co-host this as well and we'll see you guys on the next episode peace <laughs>